This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's only 50 degrees at 6.04. Forecast for today might run into some issues with some patchy fog. Otherwise, sunny today and a high below average near 70. New York State Police are investigating a deadly hit and run involving a group of bicyclists in Cortland County. Authorities say four bicyclists were riding on Route 26 in the town of Cincinnati shortly before 7.30 last night when two were hit by a vehicle that did not stop. One person is dead. Another cyclist was taken to Upstate University Medical Center in Syracuse. Their condition is not known. Troopers say the incident happened near the 2900 block and closed the road between Telephone Road and Taylor Road for several hours. There's no description of a suspect vehicle given at this time. State police say they will release more information to the public when it becomes available. Governor Andrew Cuomo says 70% of adults in New York have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine. A threshold, he said, the state would celebrate by easing many of its remaining social distancing rules and shooting off fireworks. The state yesterday lifted the rules that limited the size of gatherings and requiring some types of businesses to follow social distancing or cleaning protocols. Some rules will remain in compliance with the Centers for Disease Control guidelines. New Yorkers will continue to have to wear masks in schools, health care facilities, and public transportation, for example. About half of all 20 million residents in New York age 12 and over are fully vaccinated. Binghamton University was among locations shooting off fireworks in celebration of meeting that vaccination goal with a show that started about quarter after nine last night. New York was able to lift the restrictions at 472 days since the start of the pandemic. In Pennsylvania, a ban on employers mandating vaccines for their workers is inching ahead in the state house. The House Labor and Industry Committee yesterday voted on party lines with support from all Republicans and united opposition by the Democrats. The committee's Republican chairman says lawmakers are responding to increasing reports that employers are requiring vaccines, forcing some workers to choose between the vaccine or losing a job. The bill would let workers or prospective workers avoid workplace mandated vaccinations by putting into writing their objections. They include that a doctor has concerns it might harm their health or that they have religious or strong moral or ethical convictions against a vaccine. WMBF First News Time 607. Broome County is getting over $200,000 in New York State funds to make improvements to its emergency response operations. Governor Andrew Cuomo this week announced $10 million statewide for upgrades to 911 response and emergency service dispatch operations. Broome County is getting $210,433. Shenango is getting $188,034. Cortland, $188,819. Delaware, $142,977. Tioga, $129,555. And Tompkins County, $131,693. Cuomo says the annual grant allows for state reimbursement to counties for eligible emergency call-taking and dispatching expenses.
Pennsylvania State Police say they have arrested over a half dozen children for a report of a brawl in North Tawanda in Bradford County. Authorities say they found several of the teens were under the influence of alcohol. The fight was reported at about 2 in the morning on June 2nd at KND Lane. Troopers say a 15- and 16-year-old girl from Tawanda, an 18-year-old boy from Shemung, New York, an 18-year-old boy from Waverly, New York, two 16-year-old boys from Sayre, a 17-year-old girl from Athens, and a 15-year-old girl from Stevensville, Pennsylvania were arrested. Troopers did not say where they believe the children got the alcohol. As New Yorkers celebrate getting a majority of neighbors at least partially vaccinated against COVID-19, the upcoming 4th of July holiday and whatever other occasional people like to throw fire at the sky, blowing things up, authorities remind residents not all fireworks are legal in the state. New York only recently allowed some items that do not shoot up into the air to be bought and sold and used. There's still a lot of fireworks, many of them potentially dangerous, that are still illegal. Over the weekend, New York State Police in the Syracuse area conducted an illegal fireworks detail at 73 central New York convenience stores. Troopers in the three-day detail confiscated 430 pounds of illegal fireworks and made five arrests for possession of illegal fireworks. They also wrote 21 traffic tickets, made a drug arrest, arrested a person as a fugitive from justice during a traffic stop, and answered eight complaints about fireworks-related incidents. Caution is urged when using even legal fireworks and sparklers as there are hundreds of reports of injuries and occasionally deaths attributed to careless use of those devices. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WM. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Winds it by the Lightning Net. McDonough grabs it for Sorelli in the near corner. And this one is over. We're gonna the have Lightning have tied the series with a four. Two win in game two and tempers flaring. Um, not after the horn. You knew it was going to happen. All right, Islanders bounce or Islanders get bounced back. That is from Tampa Bay in Tampa, and the series now knotted at one apiece, heading back to Long Island, and that was the only playoff in the NHL last night. Switching over to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, Nets and Bucks go at it. The Beard back in play again. James Harden returns in the black, going left to right, milking a one-point lead. Harden holds. Holiday all over him, finds Durant, working right, pull up three, good! KD scoring 49 points. He was disappointed. He missed a free throw at the end. He would have had 50 points. But 49 points, a triple-double, 17 boards, 10 assists. Jeff Green had a big night, too, 27 points off the bench. And uh, Blake, with, Blake Griffin with 17 as the Nets defeated the Bucs, 114-108, take a 3-2 lead in that series, heading back to Milwaukee for Game 6 tomorrow night. Bucks have, uh, have uh, not allowed the Nets to win on that court all season long. So will there be a Game 7? It looks like it's kind of heading that way, but uh, we'll see what happens. Go Nets! Switching over to the American League yesterday. Clint Frazier snapping an eight-inning tie with a pinch-hit double. And the Yankees at three solo homers and a much-needed 6-5 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Other winners in the American League, Cleveland, the White Sox, Detroit, Houston, Oakland, and Seattle. The Yankees will have 100% capacity when they have a home opener this Friday night against the Oakland Athletics. National League action. New York Mets. Ty Jane Walker striking, striking out a career-high 12. Pete Alonzo drove in three runs. And the New York Mets throwing out the potential tying run at the plate in the ninth inning for a 3-2 victory over the Cubs. 
Washington, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Colorado, San Francisco, and the Dodgers. All winners. A reigning MVP, Nikolai Jocic, is among the list of players named to the All-NBA First Team. Denver Nuggets center averaged 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds, and 8.3 assists in 72 games during the regular season. He also averaged 29.8 points as Denver advanced to the Western Conference semifinals before getting swept by Phoenix. Milwaukee forward Giannis Antetokounmpo was a unanimous first-team selection. He and Jocic are joined on the first team by Warriors guards Stefan Curry, Mavericks guard Luka Doncic, and Clippers forward Kawhi Leonard. All right, that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 614. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog this morning on your commute. There'll be milling and paving going on around uh, some of the areas today and mowing and brush tree and cutting and things. Also, yesterday we had reports of slowdowns a little bit more than usual on the Greenway construction area, the Vestal Parkway eastbound heading into the city. Uh, they have lane reductions as they're building their bike pedestrian path there. It was a little more congested than usual yesterday, and uh, that could happen again today. We'll keep you updated on that. If you travel that way, just be advised you may experience some delays. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Patchy fog this morning. Sunshine today, high near 70. Mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. Sunny on Thursday, high in the mid-70s. And mostly sunny for Friday. There is a slight chance of an afternoon shower, high near 80. Weekend looking really good. Mostly sunny. Chance of showers on Saturday, low 80s. For Father's Day Sunday and the first day of summer, mostly sunny, a high near 80. And we're at 50 degrees right now. So a, a cool morning. But I'll take it. WNBF First News Time is 6.15. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to Wednesday. We'll check the date. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290 WNBF. June 16th, going all the way back to 1960. Mother, oh God, mother, blood, blood. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? The movie Psycho opened in Hollywood on that day, June 16th, 1960. Still wigs me out sometimes, that opening shower scene. 1965, Herman's Hermits released this single. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Girls as sharp as her are something rare. All right, Herman's Hermits with, uh, what's his name? Peter, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, 1967, the Monterey International Pop Festival opened in California. More than two dozen acts, including Jefferson Airplane, Janis Joplin, Otis Redding. The Mamas and the Papas were there, too, and that was back in 1967 on this date. Also, 1975, John Lennon and the U.S. government. He charged that officials tried to deny his immigration through selective prosecution. And in 1978, John and Olivia... Opening in North American theaters. Starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, of course. And a lot of you thought he was just a sweat hog until you saw that from the uh, Welcome Back Cotter days. And that kind of boosted him. That, of course, in Saturday Night Fever as well. 1989, a woman's fragrance called Smoke entered the perfume market. Its creator, Smokey Robinson. 
Famous folks celebrating today include Billy Crash Craddock, singer, he's 83. Lamont Dozer of Holland Dozer and Holland, famous singing songwriter duo, he's 80 today. Eddie Laverta, the OJ, 79. Actress Joan Van Ark is 78. And Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne, she plays Roseanne's sister, 66 today. Actor James Patrick Stewart is 53. And John Cho from the Harold and Kumar movies in Star Trek is 49 today. Those are the famous folks celebrating with us. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And it's International Waterfall Day. My sister used to climb frozen ones. Oh, that's got to be tricky, you know? Not my idea of fun. <laughs> frozen waterfalls. Yeah, not uh, not not great either. But uh, and I object to the other thing. It is not what it says it is. What is it? What is it says? It, it is, is fresh vegetable day. It says fresh veggies day. It's vegetables. Oh, I see what you're saying. You don't like veggies. Fresh. Are you that lazy? You can't say the word. It's a slang thing, you know. I I don't care. Like that is you... not the word. People don't even know what the word is. My veggies, veggies. <laughs> it's like when you sit home and you put your jammies on. <laughs> I put on pajamas. <laughs> Some and I have macaroni on. and cheese, not mac and cheese. I'm not that lazy that I can't say all the syllables. Oh, we like to do that kind of stuff. We're we're a, a nation lazy. full of acronyms and lazy. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Lazy. I resemble that Just remark. Lazy. It's okay with me. I resemble that remark. Just absolutely lazy. Oh yeah. So. I saw a thing on on the Facebook. Yes. One of our former co-workers had actually it was funny. All of a sudden, the the old Bill Parker WMBF cookbook is popping up all over the place. If you notice that sometimes you, you you hear an obscure word or you hear something that you haven't heard in a long time or you just learned about something. Yeah. For example, maybe possums, and all of a sudden you find you all of a sudden the, for like next week you hear about a possums. Right. Well. The old cookbook popped up, which it does occasionally. And now all of a sudden, it's like I posted the recipe for yeah. Tony Russell's sauce as the Foodie Friday right. last week. And now all of a sudden, do you remember this cookbook? And it's like, our, our friend yeah. Tim Skinner yeah. uh, put up a picture of this cookbook and oh, here's a flag. And I you know, said, did you see the recipe on WMBF.com last week? That, and I am going to be um, making... Um, Bernie Fiani's recipe that was in there. I won't oh, talk cool. about what it is just now, but I, I, and I wanted to space it out a little bit, but we will sure. be doing uh, Bernie's recipe in the future. I was talking to his wife recently, and we were talking about Bernie, and he's he's doing fine, by the way. And uh, and it's uh, it's going to be a little another little flashback. Bernie. But all of a sudden, this cookbook is yeah. just popping up all over the place. Don Giovanni started it. He brought it in. Left well, it and here. there's been some times in the past. Actually, we got, was it Valerie, one of our listeners? I think so, yeah. That had sent yeah. us a, mm-hmm. a, a picture of, of Tony's recipe. Yes, I think it was Valerie. Somebody had talked mm-hmm. about sauce a la Moundy and, and things. Mm-hmm. As, but yeah, every once in a while, it just pops up. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I had to laugh that I think Roger's recipe in there is chocolate chip cookies, which you know darn well he didn't make. No, <laughs> but I'm sure he enjoyed eating them. I'm sure he did. <laughs> just like the rest of us. There's no, no doubt in my mind. 
just like the rest of us. I know. I uh, so yeah, my phone rang at like eleven o'clock last night. Why? It's like, because these reps, they don't. You know, it's like they don't. What I, I, representative are you just referring? Oh, here we go. The shortened uh, representative, folks. It was from a a show that we may be starting to run next week, and I can't say right yet, but because um, I'm still intrigue. I'm still got the hold on everything here, and we have to wait for the word from the home office. But well, the other thing that's a pain is is. The company is not all on the East Coast. That's the problem. And several companies yeah. that we deal with are not on the East Coast. And they don't have a concept not only of time zones, but also people that get up really awfully early in the morning. Well, yeah. And you know, and the thing is, too, I mean, it was he, he didn't just call once. He called twice. 11 o'clock last night. Now, I was in bed for well over, I went to bed about 7.30. Oh, yeah. I, well, 7.30, really. 7.30, 8 o'clock. I was watching a basketball game, but I fell asleep. Well, the basketball game came on at 8.30, so I, I usually bed. go to bed about 8.30-ish. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, 2.45, I'm up. Boom. I'm up. I'm ready to go out of that house. Yeah, I'm up several know. times during the course of the night, depending on who has to go outside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got, yeah. I wish the husband would stop that. Yeah. <laughs> you have little critters who have to get out there and do their business in the yard, you know. Yeah, and something I learned this morning, speaking of the husband... And apparently, when the you're, there's problems with the internet at home, if you roll your eyes really hard yeah. and you exhale really loudly and yeah. go, <sighs> the internet will come back on. Oh, it will. Apparently, oh. yes. I'll have to try it, that. It didn't work for me, but when I asked for assistance and I got the eye roll and the loud exhale, the, uh, magically the internet came back on. I wonder if it'll work for the garbage. So we'll try that. Maybe if I, the garbage will automatically go out by itself. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. All right. We'll talk more with Kathy coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Do you still need to get a coronavirus vaccine if you've had COVID-19? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. The short answer, yes. But of course, it's a bit more nuanced than that. If you've just recently been sick, you should wait until your symptoms go away. And of course, wait until you're outside the CDC's recommended isolation period. Same goes for if you get sick in between your first and second shot. Wait until you feel better. It's okay to put a little bit more time between your first and second dose. And contrary to any myths you may have heard, you do still need two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, even if you've had COVID-19. That's how these vaccines were studied, and that's how we know you're going to get the best protection. Vaccines also protect you more against the variants, should they arise in the future. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. According to the National Institutes of Health, 30% of hospital admissions in older adults are drug-related, like taking meds at the wrong time. Hero Health simplifies medication management. The smart device stores up to 90 days worth of up to 10 different pills. It dispenses them at the push of a button. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days and get free contactless delivery. Just call 800-420-7550. That's 800-420-7550. 800-420-7550. Hero. Medication managed. A crying baby is impossible to ignore, but a quiet baby can be easy to forget. 
Every year, dozens of children lose their lives because otherwise attentive adults forgot they were in the back seat. It only takes a moment for a car to heat up to dangerous levels, even on cooler days. So get in the habit of always looking in the back seat and use reminders to ensure baby is always with you. Where's baby? Look before you lock. Paid for by Nelson. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. Might be some patches of morning fog around again today. 50 degrees right now. Sunshine later today. Below average for our temperature should be in the low to mid-70s. We're only going to be flirting with 70 for today. U.S. President Joe Biden and Russia's Vladimir Putin are set to meet for their highly anticipated summit in the Swiss city of Geneva. Both are coming into the summit table in Geneva with their own agendas and non-negotiable red lines. Biden and his aides have made it clear that he will not follow in the footsteps of his recent predecessors by aiming to radically alter the United States' ties to Russia. Instead, the White House is looking to rein in Russia's disruptive behavior. Biden plans to push Putin today to stop meddling in democratic elections and stop giving safe harbor to hackers that are carrying out cyber and ransomware attacks. That uh, that summit today in Geneva is what the leaders agree is happening at a low point in U.S.-Russia relations. President Biden's summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin takes place in an 18th century villa on Lake Geneva. The president spent the past week talking to key U.S. allies in Europe, getting their thoughts on what should be on the table for today's high-stakes meetings with Putin. Biden administration officials say the president's been preparing for the summit for weeks. Last night after arriving here in Geneva, the president was asked by a reporter if he was ready for the meetings. His reply? I'm always ready. Karen Travers, ABC News, traveling with the president in Geneva. WMBF First News Time, 632. Governor Andrew Cuomo says state-mandated COVID restrictions in New York are lifted now. Cuomo made the declaration yesterday afternoon as he acknowledged the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's report that 70% of New York adults over the age of 18 now have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Although most restrictions are being removed, federal masking requirements do remain in place in New York for children pre-K through 12th grade, as well as on public transportation and in healthcare settings. The governor says efforts will continue to increase vaccination rates across the state. Latest statistics show 68.4% of Southern Tier adults have received at least a single vaccine dose. While New York has reached that goal for at least partial vaccination against COVID-19 for 70% of the adult population, the deadly novel coronavirus is still around and mutating, and people are still getting sick and dying. 472 days into the outbreak of the pandemic in New York, the state is still reporting 320 new cases yesterday and nine deaths. Of course, that is a far cry from the height of the pandemic when the daily new cases numbered in the thousands and new deaths in the hundreds. Yesterday, reports from Broome, Shenango, and Cortland counties reported no new cases and no additional deaths. Health experts have said the only way to fully contain COVID-19, which yesterday had claimed over 600,000 lives in the United States, the equivalent of the entire population of the city of Milwaukee, is through vaccination. If a virus does not have a host where it can live, it cannot mutate and create new variants like the latest 
Delta variety that can still infect people who are vaccinated. Broom, for example, is currently dealing with an incident where there were positive test results for the coronavirus at Willow Point Nursing Home in staff and residents who were vaccinated. Broome County Emergency Services officials are releasing no details about a small fire at the Oakdale Mall early today that kept authorities on the scene for several hours. The blaze inside the building was reported shortly before 1.30 this morning, and fire officials said they were turning the operations back over to mall management at about quarter of four. There were no reports of injuries or details whether the blaze was in an occupied business at the mall. Sprinkler systems reportedly took care of the flames, and there were said to be no injuries. A Vestal man who owned a popular establishment on Binghamton's west side has died. Jeffrey Kahn, the former owner of Cyber Cafe West, died on Sunday at the age of 59. Kahn's wife, Rebecca, Tuesday said her husband had been well until about seven weeks ago and his health declined rapidly. Cyber Cafe West on Main Street closed less than two years ago. Over the years, the bar and restaurant became a favorite hangout for musicians, artists, and area residents. Calling hours and a funeral service will be held this morning at Temple Concord on Riverside Drive in Binghamton. It's 6.35 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Middleton moving right, moving left, shoots a three. It won't go. And that's it. The Nets come back from 17 down in this crucial game five, and they beat the Bucks. And the Nets are one win away from advancing to the conference final. They beat the Bucks 114 to 108. And Kevin Durant played the whole game and had 49 points, believe it or not. Another triple-double, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Jeff Green, 27 points off the bench. And Blake Griffin, 17 points as well. Giannis had 34 points and 12 boards and turned the ball over in the final seconds of the game. And, uh, yeah, Nets pulled that one out. Go back to Milwaukee for game number six tomorrow. The Nets have yet to win on Milwaukee's court this season. So it'll be a test. James Harden back again. Didn't do much. Had five points. Missed all eight shots from behind the arc. Just didn't seem himself. But uh, his presence on the court was uh, enough to inspire the rest of the team. So... There you go. Go Nets! In the NHL last night, Tampa Bay evens up the series with the New York Islanders with a 4-2 win. They'll switch back now to Long Island for game number three. And the Yankees in action yesterday against Toronto. And the pitch is lined, base hit, over third down the left field line. Rolling to the left field corner, it'll be an extra base hit. Wade scores, Frazier goes to second with a double. It's a ribby double for Frazier, and the Yankees now take a 6-5 lead. And that's the way it ended up, 6-5 over the Toronto Blue Jays. Yanks open up a home series here on Friday, and uh, they'll be at 100% capacity as they host the Oakland Athletics. How about that? Over in the National League, the Mets over the Cubs 3-2 with an exciting finish in which they threw out the potential tying run at the plate with a 3-2 win. Washington, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Colorado, San Francisco Dodgers winners also in the National League. Portland Sea Dogs over the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 9-4 in the first game of their six-game homestand here at Morabito Stadium. Game 2 coming at you tonight. And uh, that is a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 639.
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Maybe some patchy fog in the area this morning. Traffic wise, still doing some paving on Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive, Sanford Road, and Old Route 17, and some of the other areas will have mowing and brush cutting and tree cutting in the areas throughout. Also, we had reports yesterday of uh, construction slowdowns on the Greenway construction area, the Vestal Parkway eastbound, heading into the city. Uh, Lane reductions there were a little bit uh, more restricted yesterday, and that may happen again today. They must be doing something. So if you travel in that way, you could be experiencing a few delays in your morning commute. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast after the patchy fog burns off. We've got sun today and a high near 70. Mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. Sunshine Thursday, high mid-70s. Mostly sunny Friday, chance of an afternoon shower. High near 80 and for the weekend. Mostly sunny, a chance of showers on Saturday. Sunday, Father's Day and the first day of summer. Mostly sunny. Highs both days will be around 80 or the low 80s. And right now we're at 50 degrees, a little cooler this morning. But still, uh, all in all, it's okay. You take a 50-degree morning. WNBF First News Time is 640. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome. First. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. I don't know if it's too early for a screwdriver, but I just had one. So, <laughs> thank you, Kathy. This microphone, you know, and somebody had uh, made a comment the other day. They said you sound like you're talking away from the microphone sometimes or something because this microphone lists it just drops down. You know, and I have the keys. I don't to, want to know about your personal well, I, problems. I have the keys to get into to David's uh, rack room back there. Oh, it's your thing that gets you into yeah, the building. But it's upstairs. Oh, you have them upstairs. Yeah, well, I got mine. Well, I bet you got. But the then screwdriver. I have my pretty like floral print handled. Yeah. And you know the it Almost. comes out. It's, it's a Phillips head on the other side. It pops out. Yeah, he's got one of those too. This is uh, this is nice. It's almost like tie dye. Almost. It's real yeah. nice. Did you make that? No, I just I keep it in my desk. I've had that for years. Oh, it's nice. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, this uh, my microphone was listing. I always say yeah. I'm like the den mother. I always have <laughs> anybody need a Kleenex, a band aid, well, we aspirin. Should, we should have one of those in here just because this thing and it happens to Bob too. Bob will say, "Hey, can you do you have a?" And I'll say, "Do you have a penny or a dime?" Sometimes you can you can work on it that way. But mine has know. two knobs here, like Frankenstein. So I just. You have the the Sure SM7B. I have one of those at home. <laughs> I know what they are. I know it's funny as I know microphones. Isn't that funny? But I have I have one of those at home, uh, in my home studio too. With their nice mics. But uh, and I have a control panel here that says property of Marconi when you open it up. It's so old. <laughs> the LPB that thing was over in the Security Mutual building, I believe. With There's us. There's a lot of. You know how long it's been that I've been promised a new control panel here. <laughs> you know what you, but the thing is, aesthetically, you're going to get this little tiny box with a which is of, great because I'll have more room to put things like unicorns. Oh and yeah, you'll be able to ducks a, that say quacked or not to quack. That is the question. You'll be able to open a ballroom dancing uh, facility over there. There'll be lots of room. We'll have for greyhound you. races. <laughs> greyhound races. <laughs> yeah, it's um, technology's grand. Everything is shrinking. Smaller and smaller. The problem, when, now they're going back to giant phones, though. That's the funny thing. Yeah. They went to tiny little phones for a while, and I know the husband was kept trying, he always is trying to upgrade my phone. I go, it rings, I answer it. That's all I want. I don't have applications on the thing. Yeah. It's, I don't have to. It's, you know, it just messages. 
right. whatever. I do use the calendar, but anyway. Yeah. Do you? Well, then they started getting a little really tiny. I go, I'm gonna lose that. That's you know, it gets to be too small. I when they were they were what? How much is that about? four inches tall something the flip phones that they had yeah, the, yeah whatever yeah it's like they were so small i was you know it would be ringing and i'm trying to fish it out of the bottom of my purse and i can't find it they have some now with like split screens on them where they open up and there's like that's so, some of the new phones are coming out with have two screens on them yeah they open like a book or yeah as if we weren't obsessed enough with one screen now we get two you know it's and you, then you have the the dick tracy watches that I see those as uh, uh, smart watches. Isn't that funny when you were a kid reading the Dick Tracy comic strip that who'd have thunk that that would have actually kind of been real? Or the Jetsons and Mr. Spacely. You're fired! Remember his little face would come on the screen? I was laughing to a friend of mine that uh, he texted me, and you can, on my car, you can touch the screen and it'll read the text to you. And when I got a chance to text him back, I was laughing. I go, you're a girl. (laughs) The voice (laughs) on my phone is female. That you can switch that too, because my wife has my wife Siri is a guy, and mine is a girl. Oh, I don't know if this is Siri. This is on my my car. It's just oh, yeah. your Bluetooth thingy. Oh yeah, yeah. You can change the voice on that. I think you I can. want Antonio Banderas. <laughs> How about Morgan Freeman? That would be a good one. No, I no just my relax. darling. Turn left. He's got like a calming voice, you know. Yeah, I'd fall asleep. No, I like Antonio Banderas. That's like yeah. puss in boots. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Antonio and Dennis. He'd be good on a GPS. It is time to turn right. I, I still like Morgan Freeman, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Either way, it's all right. All right. I guess it's time for our consumer and tech update right now. We'll hand it over to Kim Commando. With Amazon Prime Day now less than a week away, I'm Kim Commando with why no one can trust Amazon's customer product reviews. Brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stop people from seeing the sites you visit with ExpressVPN. Get three months free at expressvpn.com slash cam. The Wall Street Journal reports that all too often the customer reviews on Amazon are exaggerated. Occasionally, they're completely phony, placed by the sellers themselves. The journal documents one case where a customer purchased a battery recharger. It arrived with a $35 gift card that would become valid only when the customer left a great five-star review a common way for unscrupulous third-party Amazon sellers to gain false but excellent reviews. My advice, buy only recognized product names. Buy directly from Amazon if you can. But if you can't do that, make sure that the third-party seller is well-known and well-respected. Do a quick Google search. Otherwise, don't buy the product at all. I'm Kim Commando. Lots of things can make your workouts hard. Your socks shouldn't. That's why Bombas added their amazing Hextech technology to Bombas Performance Socks. Bombas Performance Socks are stitched with a special moisture wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, stay-up technology, a special arch hugging system, and an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. You can find different styles for every sport, with specific design features to help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all their socks, for every pair of Bombas Performance Socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They've donated over 45 million pairs so far. Go to bombas.com slash Kim today and get 20% off your first order. That's Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash Kim. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog this morning could uh, cause some vil- visibility issues depending on where you are. Ran into a little bit this morning. Paving, milling, striping going on around the area, and some mowing, brush and tree, brush and tree cutting as well. And uh, yesterday we had reports of congestion over on the Greenway Construction Area Project, the Vestal Parkway, Route 434 eastbound, heading into the city around Vestal Ave. Yesterday that was heavily congested. It was a backup there. Uh, that may happen again today, not sure, but we wanted to pass that along just in case you're traveling in your morning commute in that area. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast after patchy fog burns off sunny today. High near 70, mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. It'll be a chilly one tonight in comparison. Sunny on Thursday, high in the mid-70s, mostly sunny Friday. Chance of afternoon showers, a high near 80. And for the weekend right now, we're looking good. Mostly sunny on Saturday, chance of a shower. Sunday, Father's Day. And the first day of summer, mostly sunny as well. Temperatures both days will be around 80 degrees. And right now we're at 50 degrees. WNBF First News Time is 6.55. Uber and Lyft rides possibly going up. ABC's Alex Stone. If you've noticed your Uber and Lyft rides getting pricier lately, you're not alone. E-commerce company Rakuten estimates rideshare pricing spiked 40% in recent months. The company's VP of Data and Analytics, Dave Gill, says if you live in a big city like New York, L.A., or Chicago, that number could double. New York City restaurants opened up and uh, grocery stores and people are going out to retail, you know, enjoying behaviors that they used to. Um, that created a really uh, strong surge in demand, and there just weren't the drivers to keep up with that demand, and so that's when you see the high prices. Harry Campbell, founder of the blog The Rideshare Guy, says drivers have also been gravitating to other jobs in the gig economy. So you saw a lot of people switch from rideshare over to delivery, and not only did they switch, but they actually maybe earned more money. Last week, Uber announced it's creating a $250 million driver stimulus designed to bring drivers back to the company. With tech trends, I'm Alex Stone, ABC News. All right, thank you, Alex. Let's check in on Wall Street. After opening flat on Tuesday, stocks gave up some ground later in the session, with the Dow Jones losing a quarter percent to close at 34,299. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 101 points, while the S&P 500 ended down fractionally. Just as fast as they soared, lumber prices have plummeted. Futures for July delivery are down more than 40% from their record highs in May. Still, wood prices are about three times what they typically are in mid-June. Working from home is about to end for employees of some of the nation's biggest lenders. The CEOs at American Express and Morgan Stanley say they want their workers back in the office by the end of summer. General Motors is ramping up its self-driving and electric vehicle programs. Reuters says the GM will boost spending by 30% to about $35 billion through 2025, including building two new battery plants in the United States. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 6.57. If you're uh, watching any television, most of the television series that were on for the fall season into the spring are are over now into the summer. But if you didn't get a chance to catch it, there was a great series that that debuted here uh, back, I think, late winter, early uh, beginning of this year, it was called Rebel with Katie Segal, and it's kind of like she's like a modern-day Aaron Brockovich. In fact, it was based on her, and she goes after big companies, but a, re- a great cast of supporting actors, and uh, there were 10 episodes, and I know you can see them on demand if you have that option, but uh, we just finished up the series last night, finally. We've been DVRing it and hadn't had a chance to get back and, and look at it, but uh, really a good series. Katie Segal is a great actor, and a good supporting cast. Alan Arkin is in it as well. 
It's called Rebel. And uh, I would highly recommend it if somebody's looking for a, something to watch on a rainy day or late at night or something. Coming up in the next hour, we'll check in with Karen Sweet O'Neill for our KSO Insurance Solution Tip of the Week. And Kathy will have local headlines for us on the way. We'll get sports in there, too. Plus, we'll talk to Mike Lydell from the Miller Auto Team Service Department. And a little later this morning, UHS, Stay Young and Healthy, Dr. Young's office, and Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Offices. And then we'll close things up with our Workday Wednesday report from Broome Tioga Workforce, New York. All coming at you this morning. It's a fun-filled, action-packed WNBF First News Binghamton show. And we couldn't do it without you, that's for sure. Patchy fog this morning, sunny today, high near 70. And right now, we're sitting at 50 degrees on this date in 1965. After opening flat on Hey, what's going on here? 1965, uh, Herman Sermons released Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. We'll do that up to ABC News. I got this straightened out now. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Girls as sharp as her are something rare. Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 7:04. Still might run into some areas of thick, patchy fog that should be getting out of the way shortly. The National Weather Service saying sunny skies today, a little below normal, but pleasant for this time of year. A high near 70, our average high for the mid part of June should be in the low to mid 70s. We're getting an update right now from the New York State Police about a fatal hit and run collision in Cincinnatus involving a group of bicyclists. The authorities have just updated the information for bicyclists riding on Route 26 in the town of Cincinnatus a little bit before 7.30 last night. Two were hit by a vehicle that did not stop. A 67-year-old derider man is dead. Another cyclist, said to be a 67-year-old man from McGraw, was taken upstate University Medical Center in Syracuse with non-life-threatening injuries. The other cyclists, a 34-year-old woman from Green and a 64-year-old Cincinnatus man, were not hurt. Troopers say the incident happened near the 2900 block of Route 26 and closed the road between Telephone Road and Taylor Road for several hours, reopening at 3 a.m. Traffic once again restored on that road. The vehicle was located in the town of Willett. 
The troopers have not said anything about the driver of that vehicle. The state police say they will release more information to the public as it becomes available. Once again, the latest information in that deadly crash, a 67-year-old man from DeRider is dead. A 67-year-old man from McGraw hospitalized. The other two bicyclists were a 34-year-old woman from Green and a 64-year-old man from Cincinnati. And the vehicle was located in the town of Willett. Route 26 now reopened. Governor Andrew Cuomo says 70% of adults in New York have received at least one dose of coronavirus vaccine. A threshold, he said, the state would celebrate by easing many of its remaining social distancing rules and shooting off fireworks. The state yesterday lifted the rules that limited the size of gatherings and required some types of businesses to follow social distancing and cleaning protocols. Some rules will remain in, com in compliance with the Centers for Disease Control guidelines. New Yorkers will continue to have to wear masks in public schools, health care facilities, and public transportation, for example. About half of all 20 million residents in New York age 12 and over are fully vaccinated. Binghamton University was among locations shooting off fireworks in celebration of meeting that vaccination goal with a show that started about quarter after nine last night, if you were wondering what that was all about. New York was able to lift the restrictions at 472 days into the start of the pandemic. Broome County is getting over $200,000 in New York State funds to make improvements to its emergency response operations. Governor Andrew Cuomo this week announced $10 million statewide for upgrades to 911 response and emergency service dispatch operations. Broome County is getting $210,433. Shenango is getting $188,034. Cortland, $188,819. Delaware, $142,977. Tioga, $129,555. And Tompkins County, $131,693. Cuomo says the annual grant allows for state reimbursement to counties for eligible emergency call taking and dispatching expenses. Pennsylvania State Police say they've arrested over a half dozen children for a report of a brawl in North Tawanda in Bradford County. Authorities say they found several of the teens were under the influence of alcohol. The fight was reported at around 2 in the morning on June 2nd at K&D Lane. Troopers say a 15- and a 16-year-old girl from Tawanda, an 18-year-old boy from Shemung, New York, an 18-year-old boy from Waverly, New York, two 16-year-old boys from Sayre, a 17-year-old girl from Athens, and a 15-year-old girl from Stevensville, Pennsylvania were arrested. Authorities did not say where they believed the children had gotten the alcohol. Long-delayed efforts to improve the section of Washington Street north of Court Street near the Metro Center in Binghamton are moving forward. Utility crews are working along a crumbling pedestrian mall in downtown Binghamton. Temporary water service interruptions are possible in the area as the work continues this week. The first efforts to redevelop the pedestrian mall started in 2019, or 2014 with the removal of the city's popular Sidewalk of Stars, the in-ground exhibit that honored dozens of beloved Southern Tier residents. Those stars were moved to a display at the Forum Theater. City Council members blocked a plan to construct a dozen parking spots in the place of the pedestrian mall, and a new project was developed as part of the city's planned downtown arts district. Construction is expected to start this summer. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Hey, it's Ron and Annie, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. 
helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome back, Don Giovanni. Thank you, Doug Mosier. So good to be back. I'm here with a great morning man. I'm a morning man. Bill Flynn's a morning man, too. we got morning men all over the studio. Hey, you'd think we'd cancel each other out, but we don't. And we've got some great shows on the weekend, including right. your shows. That's right. I'm back in the saddle again. again. Every Saturday night from 6 to 9, you, me, and old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra. And every Sunday, following Bill Flynn's legendary poker show from noon to 3, we have a big old-fashioned Italian house party with good-time Italian oldies. So put the water on, make some macaroni, have dinner with the Don. That's me, old brown eyes, Sinatra, old blue eyes, and you, Doug Moser. Yeah, me, old bloodshot eyes. Weekday mornings, 5.39 with Kathy White. And Don Giovanni on the weekends. And Bill Flynn, the legend. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Game two, Tampa Bay and the Islanders at Tampa last night. Slides it by the Lightning Net. McDonough grabs it for Sorelli in the near corner, and this one is over. Look at the that. Lightning have tied oh, the yeah. series with a 4-2 win in game two, and tempers flaring uh, Matt after the horn. And you knew it was going to happen. All right, Tampa Bay ties up the series at one apiece with a 4-2 victory over the Islanders, and game Game three and four in Long Island. NBA last night. James Harden back in the lineup with the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks at the Barclays Center. In the black going left to right. Milking a one-point lead. Harden holds. Holiday all over. Finds Durant. Working right. Put up three. Good! Okay, team! Nets by four! Kevin Durant, 49 points, 17 boards, 10 assists. A triple-double. Jeff Green had 27 points off the bench. James Harden really didn't perform a lot. He still, you could tell he was injured. He had five points, and he missed all eight attempts uh, behind the three-point arc. But, uh, hey, uh, they take a 3-2 game lead in that series. Uh, shifting back to game six tomorrow night in Milwaukee where the Bucks are 4-0 and against the Nets this season. Go Nets! American League yesterday, Yankees, a much-needed win over Toronto, 6-5. to Cleveland, the White Sox, Detroit, Houston, Oakland, and Seattle, all winners over in the National League. The Mets threw out a potential tying run at the plate in the ninth inning for a 3-2 victory over the Cubbies. Washington, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Colorado, San Francisco, and the Dodgers, all winners. Portland, Sea Dogs over the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night, 9-4. First game of the six-game homestand at Rabbitoh Stadium, Game 2. Tonight, we'll get those Sea Dogs. And what else is going on? Defensive tackle Star Latule has eagerly rejoined the Buffalo Bills for the start of their mandatory minicamp sessions after taking a year off from football due to COVID-19 concerns. The seventh-year player, known for his reserved, quiet nature, had a beaming smile and cracked jokes and discussing how excited he was to be back on the field. And the New York Yankees will resume 100% capacity at Yankee Stadium starting with Friday night's series opener against the Oakland Athletics. More than half the 30 teams have announced plans to resume full capacity. Only the Texas Rangers began this season at 100% after fans weren't, weren't permitted during the shortened 2020 regular season because of the coronavirus. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 713. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog around the area this morning. 
and some paving going on uh, on Old Newark Valley Road, Nanticoke Drive. They're doing some work there. Sanford Road and Old Route 17, as well as mowing and brush and tree cutting around the county roadways. Yesterday, experiencing some slowdowns on the Greenway construction area on the Vestal Parkway eastbound, Route 434 heading into Binghamton. Don't know if that's going to happen again today, but it's possible, so we wanted to make sure you knew if you're traveling that way, you could experience some some congestion uh, like they did yesterday, a little bit more than usual. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, patchy fog, otherwise sunny today, high near 70, mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. Sunny Thursday, mid-70s, mostly sunny, chance of afternoon showers Friday, high near 80. For the weekend, mostly sunny with a small chance of showers on Saturday. And for Sunday, Father's Day, first day of summer, mostly sunny. Highs both days around 80. And right now we're at 50 degrees, a cool morning. Tonight going to be cool, though, low 40s overnight. So, yeah. Almost, almost the heaters will click on. They, they might for some people. Uh, right now, though, we're at 50 degrees. WNBF first news time is 7. Lazy Saturdays. It's Wednesday, Homer. Stop! Work! Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. Welcome to the 167th day of this grand year, 2021. 198 days left in the year, and uh, hopefully many of them will be wearing without a mask as we get ready to lift all the mandates here, uh, not only in our state but around the nation as well and probably around the world as we continue to uh, defeat this horrible, nasty virus that has killed over 600,000 Americans. And uh, it is nice to finally see this thing come to an end. It's been a horrible year and a half for most people, and many other people have lost their loved ones or lost people they knew. And uh, it is nice to see this starting to come to an end, though. So hope you're doing well, my friend, and having a great day. We've got sun coming in today. It's going to look nice. There is a few little bit of patchy fog around the area. Uh, today is the anniversary of the Ford Motor Company. Yeah, incorporated in 1903, believe it or not. Ford Motor Company. Uh, 1959, actor George Reeves, TV Superman, was found dead in an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound in the bedroom of his Beverly Hills, California home. He was 45. A lot of controversy behind that. People think don't think he, he really committed suicide, but uh, uh, nobody knows for sure, I guess. Um, they've had some investigations but didn't really come up with anything else. As we normally do at this time of the morning, we pay tribute to the great Rush Limbaugh, who passed away back in February. We'll have some news on his show, by the way, coming up soon. Uh, right now, it is time for his morning commentary on WNBF. You have heard of all kinds of privilege, white privilege, male privilege, wealth privilege. Well, there's something called emergency diploma privilege for lawyers. A bill before the New York State Legislature would allow law school graduates to go straight to law practice without bothering to take the bar exam. What's the emergency? <laughs> the coronavirus. New York State still officially under a declared COVID-19 disaster emergency. September is when the next New York State bar exam is supposed to take place. But that's too soon. There still might be some corona germs lingering in September, and these young, healthy, future lawyers can't possibly risk taking the bar exam in person. So liberal New York State legislators are coming to the rescue. They say that as long as these prospective lawyers have good character and display general fitness to be a lawyer, an attorney, then screw the bar exam. These grads can just be declared lawyers. And standards plummet again. 
Just get rid of everything that makes it hard. Make it easy. Who needs exams at all, by the way? Who cares if you pass or fail these days? Just get your trophy. Start earning big bucks. Lawyers helping lawyers. It's just amazing to watch what's happening in our country with the liberal left in charge of it. Everything, everything's being destroyed. Through the Stand Up for Betsy Ross campaign, you changed the lives of dozens of hero families in need. The campaign benefited the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes for our nation's most catastrophically injured veterans and first responders for Gold Star families and fallen first responder families with young children. Tunnel to Towers pays off mortgages in full for these families and provides them with the comfort of a home. And thanks to this campaign, you have seen to it that we have been able to send a charitable donation in total of $5 million. Your kindness, generosity, and patriotism brought hope when it was needed most. But more of America's heroes and their families Families need your support. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number 2, T.org. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we'll bring her back in once again. Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Doug. What a nice morning. Beautiful summer coming up this weekend. And uh, we talked a little bit about the KSO Insurance Solution tip of the week yesterday. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that. If somebody is entering Medicare and maybe they have a spouse who's carrying the insurance right now that's a little bit younger. Okay. So if you're turning 65, the month of the birthday that you turn 65, the first of the month, you're going to be Medicare eligible on the first of the month. Okay. So October 15th, your birthday, you're going to be uh, Medicare eligible October 1st. So let's say you're covered under, and your husband's still working, you're covered under your husband's employer insurance. And what do you do? Do you automatically sign up for Medicare? And why wouldn't you? Or do you stay on the insurance? Um, what kind of Medicare do you need, Part A and Part B? So that's the type of thing that can be very problematic if you don't know how to do it or what you're doing. So Part A of Medicare, Doug, is, as you know, the hospital part of Medicare. Mm -hmm. And that's normally not a fee-based program because we've paid for it through our taxes in FICA all these years. So Part B, however, is the medical part of Medicare. And that's completely different as far as from a premium-based plan. So Uncle Sam wants to know if you aren't paying him that Part B premium, you know, why not? Do you have what they call credible coverage? So the Part B premium in 2021 is income-based, but let's say you're a married couple, you make up to 176,000, then your Part B premium once a month is going to be 148.50, okay? And as you go up in income, then your premium would adjust accordingly, and of course it would adjust accordingly up, Doug. Okay, so you're, that's what your starting point is, the 148.50, say, hmm, well, 
does that make sense for me to do that once a month if I'm covered under my spouse's insurance and it's costing us, you know, $700 a month? Well, it might because that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Now, if you just took A and B, that would cover about 80% of your bills with Medicare. And then you'd have to pick up, or you should pick up, I should say, uh, perhaps a supplemental plan that might run you about $150 a month and cover mostly everything else hospitalization-wise and medical, except for a small deductible of $203. But if you do it that way, then you have to pick up a Medicare Part D drug plan. So it, it comes into four parts. Or you could do what Joe Namath does on TV. Everybody knows yeah. <laughs> knows it by that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what they call a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, you still need to sign up for Part A and B of Medicare to be eligible for that. And a Medicare Advantage plan is a PPO and HMO or a private fee-for-service plan. And a lot of people are used to the PPOs or the HMOs, Doug, because mm-hmm. that's what they're getting with employer coverage. Okay, but the plans are pretty different um, as far as a Medicare Advantage plan, and it's called Part C. So what do you do? Do you stay where you are? Do you step out of the spousal coverage and start your Medicare, you know, your Medicare roadmap or what makes sense for you. And then you have to also look at the prescription drug coverage to see because in a lot of instances, the spousal coverage, the employer coverage, if you have high prescription drug costs, may be much better than a standalone Medicare Part D plan or a Medicare Advantage plan where it's bundled because mm-hmm. Medicare isn't real friendly with prescription drugs. Is it common for people to have a supplementary plan on top of their regular plan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I find it very unusual for people to just have Medicare Part A and B mm-hmm. and nothing else. So they either swap everything out and get a Medicare Advantage plan Part C, you know, a PPO or an HMO, or they take original Medicare Part A and B and, and you know, have a supplemental along with it in a Part D plan. If people are interested and they need to talk to you, Karen, what's the best way to reach you? They can reach us several ways. We are up on the Parkway. We're 772-4898. Or they can Google us at KSO Insurance and all our contact information comes up or simply go to a phone book and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And we encourage you to give Karen a call if you have questions, concern, and you need her to help you with your plans. She can take care of you. Karen, well, as always, we look forward to talking to you every week, and we'll we'll look forward to seeing you next summer on Wednesday. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Karen. Have a great day. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 50 degrees at 731. It's going to be a nice day, a little on the cool side, high near 70, but with sunshine. As we speak, U.S. President Joe Biden is arriving at the site of the high-stakes summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin in the Swiss city of Geneva. The motorcade just arriving at that location. For four months, the two leaders have traded sharp rhetoric, Biden repeatedly calling out Putin for malicious cyber attacks by Russian-based hackers on U.S. interests. 
for disregard of dis- democracy in the jailing of Russia's top opposition leader and for meddling in American elections. The talks today could last four or five hours. Any indication of any progress would, of course, be if those talks go longer. A lot of the network television stations joining live coverage in Geneva at this point. And, of course, if anything does develop, which is not anticipated for several hours, obviously they're just arriving, we will let you know. The vaulted Southeastern Conference may have another tool in its box when it comes to recruiting star high school athletes. Another state with an SEC school will allow students to profit from their names and images. Texas has become the 19th state to allow college students to sign shoe deals, to sell their autographs, or to endorse products. Former University of Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger says it doesn't cost the schools anything. They're providing kids educations that maybe wouldn't have had that opportunity. So the universities are doing a great job in that aspect. The new Texas law does restrict what student-athletes may endorse. No tobacco, alcohol, or strip clubs. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. WMBF First News Time, 732. Governor Andrew Cuomo says state-mandated COVID restrictions in New York are gone. Cuomo made the declaration yesterday afternoon as he acknowledged the Centers for Disease Control's report that 70% of New York adults have now received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, most restrictions are removed, but federal masking requirements remain. That includes New York's preschool pre-K through 12th grade school students, as well as masks being worn on public transit, healthcare settings, and of course, individual businesses have the right to maintain mask requirements. The governor says efforts will continue to increase vaccination rates across the state. The latest statistics show 68.4% of Southern tier adults have gotten at least one dose. While New York has reached its goal of at least partial vaccination against COVID-19 for 70% of the adult population, the deadly novel coronavirus is still around. It's mutating and people are still getting sick and dying. 472 days into the outbreak of the pandemic in New York, the state is still reporting 320 new cases yesterday and nine deaths. Of course, that is a far cry from the height of the pandemic when the daily new cases numbered in the thousands and new deaths in the hundreds. Yesterday, reports from Broome, Shenango, and Cortland counties for the first time reported no new cases for any of those counties and no additional deaths. Health experts have said the only way to fully contain COVID-19, which yesterday had claimed over 600,000 lives in the United States, the equivalent of the entire population of the city of Milwaukee, is through vaccination. If the virus does not have a host where it can live, it cannot mutate and create new variants like the latest Delta variety that can still infect people who are vaccinated. Broome County is currently dealing with an incident where there were positive tests for coronavirus at the Willow Point Nursing Home in staff and residents who were vaccinated. None of those people have shown symptoms, but inside visitation at the facility has been on hold pending two weeks of no positive results. Broome County Emergency Services officials are releasing no details about a small fire at the Oakdale Mall early this morning that kept fire authorities on the scene for several hours. The blaze inside the building was called in a little bit before 1.30 this morning, and fire officials say they were turning those operations back over to the mall management at around quarter of four. There were no reports of injuries or details on whether the blaze was in an occupied business at the mall. The sprinkler systems took care of the flames. There were no reports of any injuries. 
authorities. And a Vestal man who owned a popular establishment on Binghamton's west side has passed away. Jeffrey Kahn, the former owner of Cyber Cafe West, died Sunday at the age of 59. His wife Tuesday said her husband had been well until about seven weeks ago and his health declined quickly. Cyber Cafe West on Main Street closed less than two years ago. Over the years, the bar and restaurant became a favored hangout for musicians, artists, and area residents. Calling hours and a funeral service will be held this morning at Temple Concord on Riverside Drive in Binghamton. It's 736, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. There's the 1 1. And another wild pitch. Slider in the dirt. Scoring in the tying run is LeMayhew. And the Yankees, who were down 5 2, have now knotted it at 5 5. And Clint Frazier snapping an eighth inning tie with a pinch hit double. New York hit three solo homers and a much needed 6 5 win over the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. Go Yankees. Other winners, Cleveland, the White Sox, Detroit, Houston, Oakland, and Seattle. Over in the National League, Tejuan Walker struck out a career-high 12. Pete Alonso drove in three runs, and the surging New York Mets threw out the potential tying run at the plate in the ninth inning for a 3-2 victory over the Chicago Cubs. Washington, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Colorado, San Francisco, and the Dodgers all winners. NBA playoffs last night in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. It was the Nets and the Bucks. In the black going left to right, milking a one-point lead. Harden holds. Holiday all over. Finds Durant. Working right. Put up three. Good! Oh, KD! Nets by four! Kevin Durant with 49 points, 17 boards, 10 assists, a triple-double. James Harden back in the lineup again. Didn't do much. He only had five points. Uh, a few, about eight assists, I think he had, and uh, he missed all eight attempts behind the three-point arc. So you know he wasn't himself. But needless to say, that was enough to win. Jeff Green had 27 points. The Nets beat the Bucks 114 to 108 to take a 3-2 lead in that series. Game six tomorrow night in Milwaukee, where the Bucks are 4-0 against the Nets this season. So will there be a game seven? It's possible. And the New York Yankees will resume 100% capacity at Yankee Stadium starting uh, with Friday night's opener against the Oakland Athletics. More than half the 30 teams have announced plans to resume full capacity. Portland Sea Dogs 9, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 4 last night at Morabito Stadium. The first of a six-game homestand for the Ponies. Game 2 tonight. Let's go, Ponies. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 740. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Had reports of some patchy fog around the area this morning. Paving going on in certain areas, uh, brush cutting and tree removal as well on the sides, some of the county roads. And yesterday, uh, unusual congestion, unusually more than normal on the Greenway construction area, Bestel Parkway eastbound heading into the city. So that may happen again today, not sure, but it did yesterday. So we wanted to alert you to that. If you're traveling that way, you may experience some delays. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast, patchy fog, otherwise sunny today. Temperatures will be around 70. Mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. Sunny on Thursday, high in the mid-70s, and mostly sunny with a slight chance of afternoon showers Friday, high near 80. Right now, the extended forecast for the weekend. On Saturday, mostly sunny, about a 50% chance of some showers, low 80s. And then for Father's Day, Sunday, first day of summer, mostly sunny with a high near 80. 
How about that, huh? 50 degrees right now. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Good morning to you. It's 7. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back. With me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here, where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Don Giovanni, WNBF. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings, 9 till noon, for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions, on News Radio 1290. WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. And we welcome you to the show once again and right in the middle of the work week here on a Wednesday. And hope you're doing well and having a great day. We uh, will get you up to date with what's going on around our community. We've got local headlines coming up here a little bit after ABC World Headlines at 8 o'clock, and our final hour together, uh, WNBF First News Binghamton, and then Bob Joseph back in the studio again for Binghamton Now, a little bit after 9 this morning. Let's get a look at Wall Street. After opening flat on Tuesday, stocks gave up some ground later in the session, with the Dow Jones losing a quarter percent to close at 34,299. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 101 points, while the S&P 500 ended down fractionally. Just as fast as they soared, lumber prices have plummeted. Futures for July delivery are down more than 40% from their record highs in May. Still, wood prices are about three times what they typically are in mid-June. Working from home is about to end for employees of some of the nation's biggest lenders. The CEOs at American Express and Morgan Stanley say they want their workers back in the office by the end of summer. General Motors is ramping up its self-driving and electric vehicle programs. Reuters says the GM will boost spending by 30% to about $35 billion through 2025, including building two new battery plants in the United States. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 7.48. Now your political insights from ABC News. President Biden today holding a high-stakes summit with President Vladimir Putin at what leaders agree is a low point in U.S.-Russian relations. The Senate has passed a bill that would make Juneteenth or June 19th a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the U.S. The FBI insists it is rushing to stay several steps ahead of domestic terrorism, and it's constantly warning local and federal police about the threats. Since August of 2017, when I started in this job, I've made more than 200 of those calls. FBI Director Christopher Wray telling a House hearing there are similar threats ahead for which Congress and police must prepare. The recent ransomware attacks revealed that the U.S. government has little legal authority to prevent them. Government Cybersecurity Agency Assistant Director Eric Goldstein telling a House committee Congress should consider laws that require major infrastructure companies to install strong cyber protection. Andy Field, ABC News. Thank you, Andy. WNBF First News Time is 7.48 right now, so I don't know if you uh, are into uh, Ubers or Lyfts, but apparently prices are going up. If you've noticed your Uber and Lyft rides getting pricier lately, you're not alone. 
E-commerce company Rakuten estimates rideshare pricing spiked 40% in recent months. The company's VP of Data and Analytics, Dave Gill, says if you live in a big city like New York, L.A., or Chicago, that number could double. New York City restaurants opened up and uh, grocery stores and people are going out to retail, you know, enjoying behaviors that they used to. Um, that created a really uh, strong surge in demand, and there just weren't the drivers to keep up with that demand, and so that's when you see the high prices. Harry Campbell, founder of the blog The Rideshare Guy, says drivers have also been gravitating to other jobs in the gig economy. So you saw a lot of people switch from rideshare over to delivery, and not only did they switch, but they actually maybe earned more money. Last week, Uber announced it's creating a $250 million driver stimulus designed to bring drivers back to the company. With tech trends, I'm Alex Stone, ABC News. That's interesting. And we don't have as many around here, but there are Ubers, uh, Uber drivers in our area here. So, uh, but that's interesting. And it's something that is really becoming a big thing in a lot of the bigger cities as well. And of course, uh, some of the smaller cities starting to see more Uber action as well. A British researcher is suggesting that seven may be a magic number for American media consumers. And that may be the limit to the number of streaming services, either paid or free, that many consumers want to subscribe to. The consultancy OMDIA reached that conclusion after finding that the average number of streaming services that Americans had dropped slightly to 7.06 in April after steadily increasing in past surveys. A researcher for the company says that that doesn't mean people are watching less, just that there are only so many logins and passwords they want to remember. It's bad enough to remember the ones we have to now. Is this correct? Well, it could have enormous business implications. Seven streaming, sir. I don't have that many. Maybe I do. No, I don't. I don't. Just uh, a couple here and there. But some people really are into it. And, of course, uh, you know, with more and more uh, of uh, entertainment vessels becoming uh Available on streaming services. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more on the way. WNBF first news time is 751. Sunshine today. Temperatures near 70. We're about 51 degrees right now. And fun facts are coming your way next. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, there's some patchy fog in the area this morning. And other than that, just the usual paving and milling going on around some of the area roads. Brush tree and cutting as well. You may run into some of that stuff. And we did have some congestion reported yesterday on the Greenway project right there. Uh, Route 434 eastbound going into the city. Uh, and people were reporting uh, slowdowns yesterday. So that may happen again today. Not sure what they're doing over there, but uh, they're going to be working on that project for a while. So you may experience delays in your commute. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Sunny today, high near 70. Mostly clear tonight, low in the mid-40s. Sunshine for Thursday, mid-70s. Mostly sunny Friday. Chance of afternoon showers, high near 80. And right now, it's 51 degrees. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. All right. Just remember, Mm -hmm. I know everything. Of course you do. All right, five fun facts. We'll see how much you know. Fun fact number one, Maine is the only state with a one-syllable name. Maine is the only state with a one-syllable name. What do you think, Judge? You're an idiot! Well, it was kind of easy, wasn't it? That's the truth. Yes, it is the truth. 
Fun fact number two, Play-Doh was created as a wallpaper cleaning putty to remove coal dust. Play-Doh was created as a wallpaper cleaning putty to remove coal dust. What do you think? That's the truth. Yeah, back in the 1930s, people used wallpaper a lot. And, of course, they burned coals in their home. Burned coal in their home was a popular fuel back then. And so, yeah, your wallpaper got all residue of coal, and they would put Play-Doh on there. So, And then it became a, a kid's toy. And then you did it with the comic strips. Remember when they used to stretch their heads out and stuff? Fun fact number three. The U.K., England, has more heavy metal bands per capita than any other. The U.K., the United Kingdom, England, has more heavy metal bands per capita than any other. That's baloney. Yeah, Finland is the heavy metal country. More than 53 metal bands for every 100,000 inhabitants, more than any other nation in the world. Fun fact number four. Germany was the first country to launch a man-made object into space. Germany was the first country, Germany, first country to launch a man-made object into space. What do you think? That's the truth. 1942, a German V-2 rocket was the first man-made object in space, 62 miles above sea level. That qualifies as space. And finally, fun fact number five. The California Jam is the largest free rock concert ever held. The California Jam is the largest free rock concert ever held. What's your thoughts on that? That's baloney. First of all, it wasn't free, but Rod Stewart played to 4.2 million people on Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil on New Year's Eve 1994, the largest free rock concert ever held. 4.2 million people. You think he was a little nervous? Wow. That's a lot, a lot of people for a free concert, you know? All right, that does our fun facts. Coming up next hour, we'll check in with UHS Stay Young and Healthy, Dr. Young's office, UHS Primary Care in Johnson City, and Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Offices with another segment of You and the Law, and then our Workforce Wednesday report from Broom Tioga Workforce New York, all coming up in the next hour. We got it fun-filled, action-packed for you. And Bob Joseph returns again a little bit after 9 this morning with WNBF's Binghamton Now. It's all coming up, and we hope you'll stick around. In anticipation. Hi, today near 70. We're at 51 right now. WNBF Binghamton. W- this is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 8.04. Forecast today, sunshine and a high near 70. New York State Police are investigating a deadly hit-and-run involving a group of bicyclists in Cortland County. Authorities say four bicyclists were riding together on Route 26 in the town of Cincinnati shortly before 7.30 last night when two were hit by a vehicle that did not stop. A 67-year-old derider man is dead. Another cyclist, a 67-year-old man from McGraw, was taken to Upstate University Medical Center in Syracuse with non-life-threatening injuries. His condition is not known or the nature of those injuries. A 34-year-old woman from Green and a 64-year-old Cincinnatus man were not hurt. Troopers say the incident happened near the 2900 block of Route 26 and closed the road between Telephone Road and Taylor Road for several hours, reopening just at 3 o'clock this morning. The vehicle was located in the town of Willett, according to the state police. They say they will release more information to the public when it becomes available. There was no information included in the latest update on the driver of that vehicle. 
Governor Andrew Cuomo says 70% of adults in New York have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine, a threshold he said the state would celebrate by easing many of its remaining social distancing rules and shooting off fireworks and illuminating state landmarks in blue and gold. The state yesterday lifted the rules that had limited the size of gatherings and required some types of businesses to follow social distancing and cleaning protocols. Some rules will remain in place in compliance with Centers for Disease Control guidelines. New Yorkers will continue to have to wear masks in schools, health care facilities, group home facilities like homeless shelters, and on public transportation. About half of all 20 million residents in New York state age 12 and over are fully vaccinated. Binghamton University was among the locations that were setting off fireworks last night in celebration of meeting the vaccination goal. That show started about quarter after nine last evening if you were wondering what was going on. New York State was able to lift the restrictions at 472 days into the pandemic. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf is suggesting that he will veto a bill that would allow thousands of retailers with licenses to sell beer and wine to begin selling cans of mixed hard alcohol drinks to go. The Democrats' office said yesterday he supports the original intent of the bill to allow hotels, restaurants, and bars to continue making mixed hard cocktail drinks and selling them to to-go in to-go containers. The legislation signed by Wolf last year legalized those drinks as a way for hotels, bars, and restaurants hit hard by the COVID-19 restrictions to make some money. But the Republican lawmakers inserted provisions expanding the sale to mixed drinks that are in cans. And that's what Governor Wolf is opposing. Broome County is getting over $200,000 in New York State funds to make improvements to its emergency response operations. Governor Andrew Cuomo this week announced $10 million statewide for upgrades to 911 response and emergency service dispatch operations. Broome County is getting $210,433. Shenango County, $188,034. Cortland, $188,819. Delaware, $142,977. Tioga, $129,555, and Tompkins County, $131,693. Cuomo says the annual grant allows for state reimbursement to counties for eligible emergency call-taking and dispatching expenses. The Democrat says all counties in the state and New York City chose to participate this year. The largest award was to Albany County at $236,969. The money is administered through the State Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services. Long-delayed efforts to improve the section of Washington Street north of Core Street near the Metro Center. Finally moving forward, utility crews have been busy in the area of the Metro Center in downtown Binghamton. Temporary water service interruptions are possible in the area. The pedestrian mall is for going to be converted with a new project developed as part of the city's planned downtown arts construction, and that is supposed to get underway in the summer. And as New Yorkers celebrate getting a majority of neighbors at least partially vaccinated against COVID-19, the upcoming 4th of July holiday or whatever other occasion people like to mark by blowing things up, authorities remind residents not all fireworks are legal in the state. New York only recently allowed some pyrotechnics that do not shoot up into the air to be bought and sold and used. 
There's still a lot of devices, many of them potentially dangerous, that are still illegal. Over the weekend, New York State Police in the Syracuse area conducted an illegal fireworks detail as 73 Central New York convenience stores. Troopers say in the three-day detail, they confiscated 435 pounds of illegal fireworks and made five arrests for possession of illegal fireworks. It's 8.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Hey, it's Ron and Annie, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings, 9 till noon, for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. WNBF, stay young and healthy. Presented by UHS Primary Care, 507 Main Street, Johnson City. And in the Oakdale Mall. Joining us right now, Dr. Katie Holmes is with us. Good morning, Dr. Holmes. Good morning. Well, first, first of all, I just want to thank you and all the doctors and all the healthcare people for everything you've done over this past year and a half. It's been a terrible time for a lot of people. And uh, thank goodness we have people like you that are, that are helping people get better. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Yeah, it's nice to be looking at hopefully the other side of this. It has been a tough year. Um, and uh, I know that there are many people who are, you know, mourning losses. And, and for that, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking good vaccination-wise. We're somewhere around 70%. So uh, let's talk about uh, maybe it's time for people to get outside the house now. Yeah, exactly. So we reached a major marker this week in New York State um, in the sense that 70% of eligible individuals have gotten their vaccine. And you can see that there's been a dramatic drop in cases, COVID case numbers throughout the state, which is great news for all of us. I want to encourage people who haven't crossed that line yet to still go and get your vaccine. The more people we have vaccinated, the less likely it will be that we'll so hit another wave, which is still a possibility. So you want to be safe, but it is time to think about getting back to your regular routine. One of the things a lot of us have done is put on a few COVID pounds because we've been inside and uh, we've eaten maybe more than we should have. Um, and so maybe it's time for you to start thinking with the return of the nicer weather and the safer conditions to get back into an exercise routine. So a couple of tips if you were thinking about this, you want to start small. You don't want to think about what you were doing a year and a half ago, or sometimes my patients think about what they were doing 10 years ago, and then they go to a gym or to an outside park and they decide, you know, I'm going to walk 10 miles today, even though I haven't walked a mile in a long time. What happens then is that your body becomes completely overwhelmed and it may get injured or it may just be so sore that thinking about moving again becomes a difficult task. Instead, think about something like very manageable, even much smaller than you would otherwise anticipate, but plan to repeat that every day or every other day for a couple of weeks just to get your body back into the swing of things and then build up from there. So when patients tell me I'm going to exercise 30 minutes a day, I say, wait, how much are you exercising now? If it's zero, I say, how about 10 minutes a day? Um, And then you kind of go up slowly from there. So, you know, the key is to give your body some 
kindness while also encouraging it to move and to change. It will respond. It just won't respond in 24 hours or two days or even one week. You want to think about it as like a four to six week process of getting back into shape. Yeah, and don't don't raise the bar too high to start with. Right. Yeah, no, I can you know, I, I see people full of motivation, and and I I love that. But oftentimes, what happens is then you know a week goes by and it's just too much, and they and they're too tired and they can't keep it up. So we encourage people to put down the remote. Summer reruns are on now anyway. Get out and stay young and get healthy. And Dr. Young, I know that you're always accepting new patients at UHS Primary Care in Johnson City. Absolutely, yeah. Give us a call. Our number is seven six. We'll get you in as soon as we possibly can. It's also a good time to catch up on your routine health care. You know, if you're due for your mammogram or if you put off that colonoscopy, uh, now things are really much safer um, to come on in and and get the health care that you need. We appreciate that. We appreciate you guys at UHS Primary Care, Dr. Holmes. And thank you so much for your advice and your information. And we'll look forward to talking with you guys again next Wednesday. Thanks right. so much. All right. All right. Bye now. Bye. Dr. Holmes from UHS Primary Care in Johnson City. Stay young and healthy. And we'll talk to Joe Stanley coming up with you. You and the Law with Joe Stanley. Presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we bring him in right now. Good morning, Joe Stanley. Morning, Doug. I was laughing to myself. We were saying if we had any more news that we could put in, I said we should have our own half-hour show. <laughs> we could, Joe and Doug, you and the That's law, right. and, and yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun. We always have some interesting. Uh, well, you see a lot of this, Joe, in your business. Obviously, you're you're uh, privy to a lot of different lawsuits and things going on. And man, there's some there's some doozies out there. <laughs> uh, the world, and it only gets crazier by the day. Oh, I even left out that there was another two planes that had to be diverted because of unruly passengers and trying to take over the planes and beating up the flight attendants because they didn't want to wear masks. And I mean, it's just an on. The world is, is definitely a crazy place. Well, the other day, I don't know if you heard it, it was a national. Was some, some guy came back in and shot a clerk because uh, they told him he had to wear a mask. It's crazy, yeah. you know? I, I, very sad. It is. There's a lot of things going on uh, in the world. And uh, one of the things that when you mentioned, too, and I know a lot of people have CPAP machines. So there's a CPAP recall. Yes, four or five million machines from this Royal Phillips company. Apparently, they were the biggest, one of the biggest suppliers anyways. That's a lot. Yeah. And they sell a huge portion. That's a Netherlands company, but they're most, they sell most of them in the U.S. And apparently, they generate some kind of toxic chemicals when you are breathing and using the machines and uh, you should stop using them and find out what the story is on recall or reimbursement or whatever. And what was the name of the company again? It's Royal Phillips. Royal Phillips. Yes. All right, so folks, if you have one of those, you might want to check on that because uh, that's that's a lot of how many million of them they're recalling. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, they, there's four or five million they're recalling, they said. That is, that's a lot. That's a that's big a recall. It most certainly is. And of course, we have the vaccine protests too, and people that are um, protesting about going to work. Uh, and there was a lawsuit about that. Yes, the people in the Texas hospital that said they didn't have to get vaccinated, they were fired and they lost their lawsuit and now they're unemployed and unvaccinated. So um, I, I think there's going to be. Uh, 
a, the right of an employer to require that is, I think, going to be the, the rule um, across the boards. And, you know, you don't have to do it, but you guess you'll have to find a job that it's not required. Well, especially the medical profession, Joe. I mean, they're still, you go to any hospital or any place like that, they're still very cautious because they're dealing with people that have, uh, you know, compromised immune systems. Right. Well, and it's kind of interesting. You have to go and be tested and, and you know, all these places you have to go to show that you're, you are free of COVID, even if you've been vaccinated, by the way. Mm-hmm. But the people who work there don't have to be vaccinated. That seems to me to be rather... Uh, not a, a good policy, and while that's why it's mandated, and you know, yeah, it's part of the part of the work. It's like being drug tested for truck drivers. You know, nobody likes to do it or whatever, but they get it tested all the time. Right? Yeah. Right. Definitely. Uh, and there's also a lawsuit now with uh, the right to repair in the auto industry with the the codes and stuff. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked, I think, last year that Massachusetts passed uh, an initiative that it said that uh, all the major auto companies have to provide their code so the cars can be repaired, because we know cars are not, they're not even cars anymore. They're computers on wheels, mostly. And uh, the uh, big auto companies are suing, saying, well, we don't want to release this information because it's our, it's our priority. It's our information, and we get to fix the vehicles. And, and this is a big deal. Because if this is upheld, that they don't have to give this information, it's just going to make car repairs even more expensive and less available. And uh, I don't think it's a good thing. I, I actually, I think other states have been, are considering this same kind of law. So uh, we should follow, follow this to see how it turns out. Yeah, I remember you and I talking about this uh, at one point. And, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting because I know some people have the, the code machines where they can actually use them. Some people, even that are like novel mechanics, do things on the side. Yeah, and I, and I think part of the issue is that now the newer cars, they make them so that they're encrypted. Mm-hmm. So that if you don't have uh, the information from the manufacturer, right, you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, that would kind of limit your abilities to take care of your own stuff. And some people like to do their own auto repairs. Also, there's a, another big lawsuit uh, against people that uh, or against a company that stored embryos. Yes, there was a $15 million verdict for, I think, the five families that lost their embryos out in California. I remember this happening about three years ago, and they sued because they the storage tank they used, they knew was defective, and they had problems with it and never fixed it. And uh, the people lost their opportunities to have children because I but the way that whole work there, I mean, it, it, you have to be able to prove that there are actual damages, and that these, at least the five families, were able to show this was their only opportunity, and that they relied on this company, and they just didn't, they charged them a lot of money, but they didn't maintain their equipment, so. Yeah, there's a, that, that's a big expense, that's in the, that's in the thousands of dollars for people who are, you know, storing their oh, embryos. Yes. Yeah, a, a year. I mean, it, it is. It's not inexpensive. Yes, mm-hmm. that is. It's it's uh, it's it's a big investment that uh, you are you're putting out, and you were hoping they're doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, New York COVID lawsuits. Now they're coming out. They're repealing that. Well, they repealed. You know, we talked. New York put in and last March or April, whenever it was, a a ban on almost all lawsuits for medical malpractice, not just COVID ones, but all all ones against nursing homes. And I'm I'm using it, I'm saying this a little broadly, but they made them very difficult. And then they went ahead and repealed that bill 
that immunity completely. And so there's an argument as to whether it's retroactive, meaning it goes back. Right. There was no actual immunity at all, or it only takes effect when they passed the repeal, which I think was last November. And all the nursing homes, of course, who had all sorts of issues are saying that it cannot be retroactive because we would be responsible for all these bad things that happened and we can't afford it. So yeah. uh, we shall see how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, while I have you on, on the line with me, uh, how's things going in the courts? Are they opening back up now? Oh, no. Yes, we're back. Trials are going. The courts are back. Uh, I, I, as far as I see now, we're about 100% open. Uh, now we're just trying to dig out from the uh, piles of of matters that are pending and uh, have were adjourned and delayed over the last 16 months and so uh, but yeah right. hopefully now we can just go back to semi normal you know what i mean yeah i'm i'm sure you i'm sure you and your law firm are very very uh, busy right now trying to get everything going joe if uh, if people are interested in your uh, in hiring stanley law to help them they have a case or they need your advice what's the best way to reach you Sure, you can go to stanleylawoffices.com. My email is joe at stanleylawoffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. And Stanley Law, together they will get you the maximum awards. And, Joe, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Be well, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Bueno. Joe Stanley from the Stanley Law Offices. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with Joe. He's always got some uh, really interesting lawsuits that are going on uh, here in uh you know, around the world, around the globe, around our nation. WNBF First News Time 829. We'll be checking in with Kathy White in just a moment. Local headlines are... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 53 degrees at 831. Forecast today, sunshine and a high near 70. Eyes of the world on Geneva, Switzerland. President Biden meeting with Russia's Vladimir Putin. The meeting's just getting underway right now. President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin began their summit seated side by side in what appeared to be a library in the 18th century villa here in Geneva. The first meeting is small, the presidents and their top diplomats. It was a chaotic scene, reporters from the U.S. and Russia scrambling to capture images of the two presidents and trying to get them to answer questions. President Putin, through a translator, said he hoped the meeting will be productive. President Biden said it's always good to meet face to face. The meetings are expected to last four to five hours. Karen Travers, ABC News, traveling with the president in Geneva. In other global news, shares are mixed in quiet trading ahead of a U.S. Federal Reserve meeting that may yield clues on what lies ahead with massive support for markets. Benchmarks rose in early trading in France and Britain while it slipped in Germany. Japanese and Chinese shares finished lower while those in Australia and South Korea were up. Japan released data showing its trade surplus jumped 49.6% in May from a year earlier, but that was smaller than expected, highlighting how the world's third largest economy may be only slowly recovering. Data out of China on industrial production and retail sales showed growth. WMBF First News Time, 832. 
Governor Andrew Cuomo says state-mandated COVID restrictions in New York have been lifted effective immediately. That was yesterday Cuomo made the announcement after he acknowledged the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's report that 70% of New York adults over the age of 18 have now received at least one dose of a vaccine. Although most restrictions, especially on commercial venues, have been removed, federal masking requirements remain in place. That includes for students and staff, pre-kindergarten through 12th grade in the schools, as well as on public transit, in places like homeless shelters, and in healthcare settings. The governor says efforts will continue to increase the vaccination rate across the state. The latest statistics show 68.4% of Southern Tier adults 18 and older have received at least a single vaccine. While New York has reached its goal of at least partial vaccination against COVID-19 for 70% of the adult population, the deadly novel coronavirus is still around and is still mutating. People are still getting sick and dying. 472 days into the outbreak of the pandemic in New York, the state is reporting 320 new cases yesterday and nine deaths. Of course, that is a far cry from the height of the pandemic when the daily new cases numbered in the thousands and new deaths in the hundreds. Yesterday, reports from Broome, Shenango, and Cortland counties had updates with no new cases and no additional deaths for the first time for all those counties to show no increases. State health experts have said the only way to fully contain COVID-19, which yesterday had claimed over 600,000 lives in the United States, the equivalent of the entire population of the city of Milwaukee, is through vaccination. If the virus does not have a host where it can live, it cannot mutate and create new variants, like the latest Delta variety that can still infect people who are vaccinated. Broome County is currently dealing with an incident where there were positive tests for the coronavirus at the Willow Point Nursing Home in staff and residents who were fully vaccinated. None of those people have shown symptoms, but inside visitations at the facility have been on hold pending two weeks of no positive tests coming back. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf's administration has certified the results of the May primary election, bringing a formal end to the disaster emergency declaration that the Democrat first issued at the beginning of the pandemic in Pennsylvania. Tuesday's certification formalizes the results of the May 18th primary when voters approved Republican-backed constitutional amendments giving lawmakers broad new powers over extending the ending disaster emergency declarations. The Republican-controlled legislature voted last week to end the declaration, but it also extended hundreds of regulatory waivers that Wolf's administration approved under the authority. The bill allows the waivers to last through September 30th unless Wolf's administration ends them sooner. Pennsylvania State Police say they have arrested over a half dozen children for a report of a drunken brawl in North Tawanda in Bradford County. Authorities say they found several of the teens were under the influence. The fight was reported at around 2 in the morning on June 2nd at KND Lane. Troopers say a 15- and a 16-year-old girl from Tawanda and an 18-year-old boy from Shemung, New York, an 18-year-old boy from Waverly, New York, two 16-year-old boys from Sayre and a 17-year-old girl from Athens and a 15-year-old girl from Stevensville, Pennsylvania were arrested. 
Authorities did not say where they believe the children had gotten the alcohol. And a Vestal man who owned a popular establishment on Binghamton's west side has died. Jeffrey Kahn, the former owner of Cyber Cafe West, died Sunday at the age of 59. His wife, Rebecca, yesterday said her husband had been well until about seven weeks ago, and his health declined rapidly. Cyber Cafe West on Main Street closed less than two years ago. Over the years, the bar and restaurant became a favorite hangout for musicians, artists, and area residents. It's 8.36 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. The news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. And a good morning to you. We're on our way to temperatures around 70 degrees or about 53 degrees right now. Starting something new here on Wednesdays with our Broomtauga Workforce New York. It's Workforce Wednesdays. We're going to take a little sneak peek into the infrastructure of this organization and what they can do to help our community. And what better way to kick it off? When the executive director of Broom Tiger Workforce New York, Bob Murphy, is with us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Doug. How are you doing? I'm good, and it's such a pleasure to have you on. We've talked many times uh, about uh, Broom Tiger Workforce New York and, of course, the Broom Career and Community Service Center in the Oakdale Mall. So talk to us about Broom Tiger Workforce New York and tell our listeners a little bit about your organization. Well, first, I'd like to thank you, uh, Doug, yourself, and uh, WNBF for giving us this opportunity. I, I, I think that... Uh, Broom Tioga Workforce is probably uh, the best kept secret in, in Broom and Tioga County mm-hmm. as far as what we do to help connect uh, you know, uh, prospective employees with prospective employers. And uh, I have to thank uh, uh, Jason Garner for uh, providing us, the county executive, with a beautiful new uh, location here at 501 Reynolds Road. Uh, at the uh, uh, the north end of the uh, o- uh, Oakdale Mall, and uh, but just to give you a little idea of the, I, you know, and I, Doug, I promised you uh, a, a, a personal cook's tour of the of the uh, structure, so you got to come down anytime. Looking forward to it. Great. But we have right here, right right here in this building, we also have our, our co-house with uh, DSS, the mental health, and actually the the uh, real property tax services as well. So we're, it's not just, uh, uh, it's the truly a, a county, uh, you know, uh, building, not just OET or, or, or workforce as that, as that goes. But we have, uh, 14 OET employees here at the, at the, uh, this building along with, uh, 17 Department of Labor partners, uh, who, uh, if, if, uh, probably with, uh, Governor Cuomo's announcement, uh, yesterday saying that we're 70% vaccinated, we'll, we're expecting that they'll be returning, uh, uh, you know, shortly. They are still mostly doing UI, so we're not fully, uh, and UI being unemployment insurance, we're not fully set for all the all that. But uh, from the department, for the New York State Department of Labor, from that that side of it, uh, but we can uh, and have been providing uh, our full suite of services from Broomfield Workforce. Uh, since the, you know, here full time since September of, of 20, uh, and by appointment since actually June of uh, 20. So we we're, we're out here to serve the public in this beautiful new offices. You know, it's uh, been a strange year in the employment sector for both, as you mentioned, employers and prospective job hunters as well. So a lot of programs and services that are offered. And I tell people all the time, Bob, you know, uh, if you have questions, if you're, you you want to get back into the employment, you have, you're not sure exactly what you want to do, raise your hand. Right, right. And, that, you know, and I can tell you is, you know, in these days probably most people go through 
it used to be one career, and you know, you get your mail, your 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 your, your uh, lunch bucket when you were you know 18 years old, and you retire in your late 50s or early 60s from one company. Uh, that is long since gone, and most of us are going through you know up to seven, eight, nine career paths in in one lifetime. And and in order to do that, it really helps as just as you said, Doug, to raise your hand and say, what do I need to do to take this next step? And and to that end, uh, you know, here at the uh, at Broom Tiger Workforce, uh, the, the Broom Career Center, we have uh, one-on-one meetings with the, with career coaches and counselors. We provide free resume reviews and assistance, and you know, all of us can use that extra pair of eyeballs on our resumes. I remember one time I, I spent a bunch of time on a resume. I looked at looked at looked at it, but I looked at it too often myself. And, and there was a really glaring typo right in bold letters that. Uh, Fortunately, uh, my wife caught <laughs> in the process. So uh, it, it always adds, it's great to have that, that second pair of eyes. And they interview coaching as well. We also uh, connect uh, and match to personalized job openings uh, yeah. uh, as well. And then we have on-site hiring events, which we just had one and uh, a job fair yesterday uh, here at the center court of the Oakdale Mall. The Oakdale Mall has been a great partner for us as well. And uh, very happy. It's, not only does it have a ton of stores you can shop as well, but uh, they, they have been uh, very supportive of our job fairs. We had one yesterday. Uh, probably had over uh, 100 people uh, with about I think there were 17 companies, uh, you know, including uh, 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 EMT in, in from Endicott, McIntosh from Binghamton, uh, UHS, and there are tons of jobs uh, available uh, right now. Yeah, in fact, uh, I think uh, Preston mentioned yesterday, Bob, that there were like over seventy titles, different job titles. Yes, yes, there, are, you know, there, there are, there are literally, you know, over, you know, probably over a thousand jobs that uh, folks could, you know, slide into, you know, uh, as long as they, they they meet the qualifications. And right now, frankly, if you're not a total perfect fit, you have uh, highly motivated employers who would probably try to make you a fit. So if, if you've had problems in the past, uh, you know, trying to get that dream job of yours, uh, get off the sidelines and get in the game because uh, that September 1st, all that the extra unemployment checks are, are going to end. And uh, you don't want to be the person sitting, uh, not sitting on a chair. Uh, when the music ends. Yeah, you know, and Bob, uh, for those who are listening, who are going through that very thing that you're talking about right now, for them, what would be the first step in reaching out to Broom Tiger Workforce New York? Well, the, the first and easiest step uh, is to raise your hand is calling 778-2136 and, uh, and, and say, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking for uh, help in, in uh, you know, getting a job, and then uh, we'll make an appointment for you to come in and, and speak to a counselor who will go through a, an, you know, uh, a, a process of uh, finding out what your skill sets are and what your interests are, and then trying to match your, your skill set and interest to a, you know, to a position. Yeah, and there's a lot of experience with the people that you have on your staff too, Bob. Right, and we also we also provide just in case like you know your we uh, free job preparation workshops, including uh, introduction to you know job searching. Resume writing, interview techniques, veterans uh, networking and services. This this part of the district is heavily. Uh, we have a lot of veterans here, uh, and there are a lot of uh, younger veterans from the uh, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan 
uh, wars who uh, would be, I think, would fit right well into that. We have uh, two uh, uh, employees from DOL who specialize in, in, in putting and helping veterans uh, as well. And um, we have online learning with a metrics program, which uh, you, you know, I will, will provide uh, uh, the, the website for that. And that, you know, provide anyone in Broome County can, can sign on to get free uh, training from metric. And if you, there's other college courses you can take from Coursera if you qualify. And we have to, the metrics ones you can sign up, that's M-E-T-R-I-X, and it's Skill Up Broom. If you look up that, you Google that, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Uh, you can sign yourself up for the metrics courses, uh, and that's Skill Up Broom. And then uh, the Coursera courses, a, a counselor has to uh, make sure you qualify and, and put you on that. But then you're taking college courses that, uh, from any one of them, you know, uh, I think it's like 14 different universities uh, that the actual professors are, are providing. Wow. And then uh, we also provide, uh, you know, preparations for, and again, for overcoming, uh, you know, uh, what you know, is called justice involved. If you have a criminal record, you know, you made a mistake as a young person, you know, we can, you know, there are ways to try to, uh, uh, you know, make that uh, uh, a more positive, you know, approach. Uh, to prospective employers, and I can tell you that a lot of employers are very open to that. They're, you know, I know it's not it, it's not the best thing in the world to have on there, uh, but it, it's something that we you know can be dealt with. And we recently uh, found employment for several uh, 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 folks who had uh, you know justice involved, as they say, and and they uh, you know they were actually very surprised when we found them employment. So. Yep. Actually, very meaningful jobs in manufacturing. Yeah, plenty of opportunities, folks. And even as simply something as simple as resume writing. And what I had learned, Bob, was that the resumes have changed a lot too. The the ways they're presented. So, Room Target Workforce New York can help you with that at the Career and Community Center on Wednesdays. Bob, we're going to be uh, covering different topics. We're going to call, call this Workforce Wednesdays, folks. So every Wednesday we'll be, we'll be covering some different topics uh, that you guys cover at Room Target Workforce New York. They're also online at roomtagaworks.com. But definitely, as Bob said, you know, hey, reach out if you have questions. Don't don't sit there and just think about it. And one other thing we just talked, uh, Doug, just a little bit before we got on the air, is that careers in civil service. Uh, uh, one of the tables we had tabled yesterday, and we'll be tabling uh, at another event. I'd like to I'd like to give a shout out for. Sure. It. We're going to be uh, at uh, I guess now Marabito Stadium uh, for the Rumble Ponies game on July sixth. Uh, from 4.30 to 6.30 before the game, we're going to be holding a job fair, and we anticipate 50 employers there. One of them is going to be the uh, Broome County Personnel Office will be there as well and uh, looking for that. And then also we're, there's a uh, uh, another job event we have coming up is uh, UHS uh, Senior Living is going to be doing in-person interviews. Uh, that would be tomorrow uh, and on July 1st from 10 to 3. Uh, you know, for both full and part-time positions at, at Ideal. Um, uh, so it, it's, uh, they'll take walk-ins uh, for that as well. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And then that, that actually uh, interview process is going to be here at mm-hmm. 501 Reynolds Road, if I, if I misspoke. Uh, and for that as well, that would be uh, tomorrow and July 1st. So we have a couple of exciting, those are two exciting events. Uh, yeah. That we think, uh, you know, if you're looking for a job, you're gonna you're gonna find it. I promise you, yeah. uh, at either Rumble uh, at the Rumble Ponies game or here at uh, 
the Brimtaga Workforce. Yeah, pl- please do reach out to them. Bob Murphy, Executive Director of Brimtaga Workforce New York. I will get up there and tour the Career and Community Service, and I'm looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to working with you guys on a regular basis, and uh, we're looking forward to Workforce Wednesdays, Bob. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. Well, you're, it's my pleasure, and have a great day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> now. Bob Murphy, Executive Director of Broom Tiger Workforce New York. And uh, I would highly recommend, if you're looking for work, if you're looking for a job, make sure you're... This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosher. The movie version of Grease opened in North American theaters starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. A little Grease for you right there before we get into ABC News and Kathy White and Bob Joseph back in with WNVF's Binghamton now as well. So, uh, yeah, right in the middle of the work week here and a 70-degree day coming at you. So a little cooler, a little cooler tonight, too. Actually going to go down to the 40s for tonight. So... Uh, the heaters might kick on a little bit, you know, around the area here. Want to thank our guests this morning. We had a great show, and want to thank everybody. Uh, starting, of course, with Kathy White, who uh, takes care of all kinds of things for us here uh, during the course of the morning, keeps me in check and stuff like that. There. Also, want to thank Karen Sweet O'Neill from KSO Insurance Solutions for the tip of the week, as we always enjoy that. The Miller Auto Team, proud supporters of WNBF's First News Binghamton, and we salute the Miller Auto Team on the Parkway as well. UHS, stay young and healthy. Dr. Young's office, Dr. Holmes was with us this morning, talking about being fit and getting out of the house and putting the remote down and exercising a little bit now that uh, COVID is squashing. Joe Stanley with a variety of different things going on uh, around the country lawsuit-wise, and always appreciate his... uh, prospective on things and advice and of course uh, also thanks to Bob Murphy the executive director of Broom Tioga Workforce New York and the Broom Career and Community Service Center in the Oakdale Mall for not only being a part of this every day with our job report but but providing great services for people in our community that need to get back to work and change maybe change careers as well so we will do it up again tomorrow and Jerry Harrison will be on the show from Planning with Purpose. We'll talk to Jerry about uh, the stock market and some other things going on and what the economy's looking like here as we come out of this pandemic. And as always, we thank you for making us a part of your morning, whatever you're doing. Greatly appreciate it. Bob in next, ABC News, Kathy White with local headlines and Binghamton Now and WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. It's 9 a.m. Have a great day.